0: everybody. I hope you're doing well today. You're about to hear a sermon at Laurentian Wesleyan Church in North Bay, Ontario, Canada. Whether you attend our church or are listening for the first time, we sincerely pray this recording is of help to you. And don't forget, it's always better live. Join us each Sunday at 10:30 a.m. Thanks again for listening. But I, I agree with the author, uh, John Brevere, when he says in his book, The Holy Spirit, there is an error that we make. They have attempted to understand the work and power of the Holy Spirit without first coming to know him as a person. To know him as a person. You know what? We, uh, we sometimes in the church, and, and I, uh, I understand this kind of, but uh, we, we kind of talk about the Holy Spirit as though he's just a force, right? And we don't think of him as a, a person of the Godhood, a person that we, can, that we can know. You know, John Brevere, again, in his, in his books, he talks about, uh, in his book called The Holy Spirit, he talks about his wife, Lisa, and their wonderful marriage that they have together, and, and how over the years they have, you know, they have shared life together, And if you were to come up to him and say, hey, tell me about Lisa. Well, he couldn't tell you all about Lisa, right? He couldn't tell you all about his wife. There would just be too much. And this is what he says. If it's impossible to completely tell you all about Lisa, who is only a few decades old, how could I come close to fully telling you about the Holy Spirit? when he is from everlasting to everlasting. I simply could not. But what I can do is introduce you to who he is. I can tell you about his personality, what, what interests him, what he loves. I can define our relationship with him and share some ways that we can engage and interact with him. I can tell you why our relationship with the Holy Spirit is so important And how he empowers us to fulfill God's desires for our lives. This basic insight could propel you into a deeper, more meaningful relationship with him. And so today, it's almost like we're saying, we want to introduce you to the person of the Holy Spirit. We want to make an introduction it would be impossible for, you, for me to tell you everything about him. But we can make the introduction. Who never leaves us standing alone, but is available to every follower of, of Christ to help us every day. And so in John 14, verse 15, we begin, if you, if you love me, keep my commands, it says, Jesus says. And, and I will ask the Father... And, of course, this is, this is, again, Jesus speaking. And we know that, that we, are not, we are not a Christian because we follow his commands. We're not a Christian because of the Ten Commandments or the, if we've memorized Jesus' words. But we endeavor to keep his commands as an outflow of our love for Christ, right? He has made a way for us to be in relationship uh, with him. And how do we show that? Right? Well, he says, if you love me, you, you'll follow my commands. Right? We, we know what this is like when we think of a marriage, right? That we would say, well, you know, Chrissy has every, ex, every right to expect the way I live my life to honor the fact that we are married. Right? There's things that I could do that would not honor that. And we kind of say, okay, what's going on? What's going on here? If you love me, you'll, you'll find evidence in the things you do and say. If you love me, Jesus says, you'll keep my commands. But, but we know sometimes we make mistakes, <laughs> right? Sometimes you don't have to read much of the Bible and you don't have to live much to know. Sometimes his commands don't naturally come to us. Right? Sometimes they're hard. Sometimes they, you know, are not the first thing we think of. When someone wrongs us, do we think sometimes of wronging them? And Jesus knows that this will be difficult, that it's not always easy. you know what? I think of this passage, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. I think of that passage that we looked at a few weeks ago in Bible study, when when Jesus was with his disciples, and there's a sense where he was really trying to get away from the people for a little while. You know, there's a lot that we could we can learn about that. Uh, it's okay to get away and kind of spend time uh, with the Lord, ourselves, and And uh, if Jesus needed to do it, we need to do it. And so if you remember, he got in the boat and they went across, but the people kind of caught wind where he was going and they ran ahead. And when he arrived, there they were, right? There they all were. And if I was Jesus, I would have been like, oh, turn around, guys, we're going the other direction. Find a bank that they're not on. But we know what Jesus said. He didn't do that. In verse... At Mark 6.34, it says, When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. You know what? We kind of know from the context, even though he was tired, even though he was trying, in a way, he was trying to get away from them and spend maybe some time alone or with his disciples. But he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And you know what? I think that's Jesus' heart here. In compassion... The Holy Spirit is given. If you love me, keep my commands. And I want to help. I want to give help to you. And I will ask the Father to give you that help. And that's number one on our uh, journey today. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. In, in John 14, 16, he says, He will give you another advocate to help you. To help you. I think of that verse. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. Do you ever need help, right? Do you ever need help? You know what? I would admit sometimes I don't. I don't ask for help as quickly as I should. You know what? We're missing. Uh, oh, of course, we're missing Lloyd and Lloyd and Sadie, and uh, I need to check in with them. I haven't heard from them lately. But we uh, we actually decided they were. Of course, uh, if you were talking to Sadie, you know this, but they were selling their stuff and, and all that, and, and we decided to uh, buy their, their love seat and their couch, which are a wonderful blessing. And so, you know what? I can't do that myself. I can't move them myself. I needed help, and I phoned up Byron, and I said, come and help me, and, uh, and you came and helped. You know, sometimes we think we can do it all ourselves. And you know what, sometimes we try, maybe we kind of have some degree of success, but we run up against those things that you just can't do yourself, and kind of it can remind us that maybe the things that we're trying to do ourselves all the time, we still need help in those areas. We're not really totally talking about moving couches, right? (laughs) Jesus uses another word to describe the Holy Spirit here. We already said it. He used the word advocate. Advocate advocate. And I like this definition. A a person, an advocate, is a person who comes and stands beside someone to help in a time of need. A person who comes, excuse me, and stands beside someone in a time of need. An advocate is someone who pleads for you. You know, another related word that sometimes, uh, we use is to, to talk about the Holy Spirit as counselor, right? That we would receive counsel. And, you know, I get the picture that the Holy Spirit stands beside us, whispering in our ear words of wisdom and counsel, direction, and guidance. You know, we think of that word in uh, in maybe a modern sense. We think of a legal thing, an advocate. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, have you ever watched those... Uh, uh, I mean, it comes up in shows every once in a while, where someone will have an earpiece in their ear, right? And and they're somewhere, and and that person is speaking to them and telling them what to say and telling them what to do. And sometimes, you know, it's silly some of the things they do. But it's almost like the Holy Spirit is saying, "Hey, do you want some? Do you want some help here? Boy, this is this is the path for you. This is this is what should happen here. Would you you should go over here and and he." And he helps us. And, of course, Jesus is also spoken of as an advocate for us. uh, Jesus said in this, I'll send you another another advocate. Of course, he advocates for us at the Father's right hand. And you know what? It reminds me that we need a lot of support, (laughs) right? We need a lot of support. But think about it. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are spoken of as our support, as our advocates, as our counsel, speaking for us and trying and wanting to help us. You know, if you feel that God is just against you, right? Some people think, God, boy, he must just be against me. You couldn't be more wrong. God is for you. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not for sin. Right? I'm always reminded of the time when my, uh, and the, you know these things are difficult, but when my brother was going through his divorce, he was tempted to kind of start slinging mud like happens and sometimes those kind of things. And I remember hearing the story of my brother Bert coming to him and saying, listen, Mark, we love you. We will support you, but we can't support, support mudslinging, <laughs> right? We can't help you do that, and we're not going to do that. I think that's the, the picture, uh, in a little simple way, we have of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't support our sin, but he's with us and for us, like a parent would be for their child, no matter what, even when they go the wrong way. Why? Because of love. Because wanting success. You know, you think of that wayward child, and you want them so much to succeed and be lifted up. And so, number two today, the Holy Spirit has our back. The Holy Spirit has our back. He's our helper, He has our back. In a healthy marriage, we know what this is like. We have each other's back, we're there for each other, supporting one another, helping, believing the best crying when there's pain, laughing with us, celebrating with us. You know what? Somebody, when somebody would uh, come to me, maybe not realize, you know, that Chrissy's my wife and they start speaking against her. They better, you better watch out, (laughs) right? You better watch out if that's you, right? Because I've got Chrissy's back. You just need to know that right up front. Well, isn't that the picture that we have? The Holy Spirit, he has our back. He loves us. Um, John 14, 16 says, the Holy Spirit is given forever. This isn't just kind of a, you know, well, just, I'll just kind of uh, give you a little bit here and there. He comes. He wants to be that advocate and help all the time. The comforter has come. John 14, verse 17 continues. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit can be known. The Holy Spirit can be known. John Bevere says, someone who sees God's Spirit as an influence or supreme power will constantly say, I want more of the Spirit. And And there's a sense where there's sometimes nothing wrong with that, but we continue. On the contrary, someone who sees him as a powerful person will say, how can I give more of myself to him? Number three today, the the Holy Spirit is knowable, is knowable. I think that's a word. He's knowable. Are you getting to know him? You know, I, uh, I suspect you have experienced this, that, uh, when you really spend a lot of time with someone, you sometimes take on some of their habits. You know, this can happen in a marriage. Uh, but you know what? I remember there was a time that there was a, a teen in the youth group that I was really trying to have a, a positive influence on. And there's a period of time I spent quite a bit of time with Jonathan. And, um, and uh, I remember he had this habit that when something would go wrong, you know, maybe he was playing a game and he made a bad move or he'd trip or he would kind of yell. Like he'd be like, ah, you know, I can't believe I did that. Ah. And all of a sudden I realized that once in a while I did that. <laughs> and I I was like, wait a second, where did this come from? Jonathan, <laughs> right? And I was spending time, we were spending time together and and he had started to influence <laughs> influence me, right? And we kind of come on to some some relationships just in, in our lives, right? And we need to ask that question, who are we influencing? right? Who's influencing who? There are times that on the surface it could look it could look like the exact same scenario, but sometimes the problem is there's been there's an influence going the other way, and over here the influence is. Is reversed, right? And we need to we need to think about who's influencing who here. How much better to get to know the Holy Spirit? To get to know him. I would go as far to say this: do you want to know how to live for Jesus in your daily life? Then get to know the Holy Spirit and let him influence you let his his habits rub off on you get to know what he does and how he works and of course we come we kind of in my mind we come back to the trinity and the mixing of these things because we know that we can get to know jesus and that helps us and it's kind of like jesus shows us the way and the holy spirit goes the way with us Get to know Jesus. Get to know the the person of the Holy Spirit. In verse 20, it says, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And you know what? Again, we might say, Oh, the Trinity, I can't, you know, I can't understand. But there's a sense where when we look at Jesus, are we looking at the Holy Spirit? Are we looking at the Father? And the answer kind of is yes. <laughs> yes, right? And, and it's sometimes hard to distinguish who's who. And I think that's a beautiful picture of what it means to have the Holy Spirit as the center of our lives and to say, come Holy Spirit, we invite you into our lives. That maybe they wouldn't use these words, but people might get mixed up A little bit when they look at you (laughs) and they say boy that doesn't uh, what's going on in their life right and they see christ in us and they can't maybe even put words to it they see the holy spirit working you know one of the things that the holy spirit does and and can i say i think this takes time this takes time of walking and you know what it's like i think of i probably use this this illustration before, but it's one of my, uh, my brother uses this illustration a lot for this very purpose. But I remember growing up that my, uh, my grandma and grandpa, I didn't know my grandpa very well. He died when I was quite young, uh, but they were farmers. And uh, the stories told that my grandpa could be out far away in the field and he could bellow Laura, my grandma's name, Laura, <clears throat> and all of a sudden she would arrive at the field. She knew, she kind of knew what he would want, right, whether they needed water or whether they just needed, you know, someone, uh, uh, to, the, the tractor broke down. Because, so how did that happen? She was in tune. <laughs> she was in tune, right, to his voice. She was listening. Even as she worked around the house, she was always listening. That didn't happen overnight, Right? but the holy spirit speaks are we listening are we leaning in are we saying boy, i think that's i think that's the holy spirit speaking and guiding me here and you know what sometimes we'll get it wrong and can i just ask this can we have grace for each other right and and say he'll never point us anywhere that's contrary to his word that's a center for us but sometimes we'll say boy i, I really feel like the holy spirit boy he's asking me to talk to you today and maybe you walk away from that, and it didn't, it didn't feel like maybe you were wrong. Maybe you were. <laughs> but maybe he was speaking to you, and you're starting to hear his voice. We end with this verse, which, which is, in a way, pretty profound, as you think of us here today. And as uh, if you know the scriptures and where we're going and the coming of the Holy Spirit, but I think this is for us. I have told you now, this is Jesus speaking, I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. You will believe. The Holy Spirit is here. Do you believe? Do you believe have you heard, and I close with this, uh, this illustration, and in uh, just a sec, i I'll invite the team to come. Um, have you heard about a, a lady named Tracy Crouch? She's from Britain. And this year she was named Britain's first minister in the government tasked with addressing one of the realities of modern life, she, her title is the Minister of Loneliness. She is, you can look it up. <laughs> there is a Minister of Loneliness in the British government. About 14% of Britain's population say they are often or always feel lonely. They probably uh, feel, they'll probably feel even more that way after Brexit, but that's another story. Uh, what a sad commentary on our society right because i don't think it would be very much different here that we would need a minister of loneliness however it is true that 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 all of us at times feel alone and when it comes to even following christ we can feel alone that's why i think it's so great these these events like promise keepers you're like with you know hundreds of men and it's like wow You know, I'm not alone. But there is an answer, right? There is an answer. The Holy Spirit wants to not only be with you, but be in you. Always there. You can't do this alone. And admitting that, it is the beginning of something beautiful in your life. so much for listening today. It's our prayer that you would discover the love, joy, and purpose found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We would love to hear from you, or better yet, why not visit us? You can find out more about our church at our website, LaurentianChurch.com. Laurentian Wesleyan Church, following Christ, growing together.